In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Welcome back to another episode of Betches Brides. I'm your host, Fallon Carter. And today we have with us Shannon Fiedler. Shannon, a comedian, content creator, and newlywed. I really wanted to center this episode around social media. As a content creator and recent bride, I'd love to talk about how you incorporate social media into your wedding day, as well as throughout the wedding planning process. Welcome, Shannon. How are you? I'm good. Hey, Fallon. It's great to see you. Yeah, good to see you too. So we really wanted to center this episode around social media. Um, And as a content creator and a recent bride, I'm really excited to talk to you about how you incorporated social media into your wedding day, as well as throughout the wedding planning process. But we would love to, of course, first love to hear about your wedding. You just got married this month, right? I got married like a week and a half ago, so it's fresh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And it was the best. Like everyone says, it really felt like the best day ever. And I actually got back from my honeymoon last night. So it's all in my brain. (laughs) Well, thank you for joining us. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I was thrilled. This is my first – this is my back-to-work moment. (laughs) I dig that. So where was your honeymoon? Uh, We went to Turks and Caicos. Love. How was it? Yeah. It was amazing. It was – We both wanted something that – we live in New York, so it's like a quick flight. We wanted something where we could just like relax, lay on the beach with pina colada, um, no (laughs) real itinerary. We slept in. It was great. (laughs) Those are the best. Where did you guys get married? We got married in Newport, Rhode Island at Ocean Cliff, uh, incredible venue. If you're interested in New England at all, definitely check it out. It was amazing. How many guests did you have? We had, I think our final count was 168. Okay. What were you <laughs> aiming for? We were aiming for 175, so we kind of nailed it. You, you're good. Yeah, you're good. We <laughs> invited like 215-ish, so we it was like kind of exactly where we thought we'd net out. I love that. Okay. So yeah. you had an overall fabulous experience, and, and welcome back from Turks and Caicos. Thank you. Um, thank you so much for spending your time with us today. How... Did your wedding planning kind of begin? Talk me, talk me through like engagement, how did it kick off? And then when did social media kind of come into play? <laughs> Absolutely. So I got engaged last August. So we got married almost exactly a year, like one shy, one week shy of a year from our engagement to our wedding. And part of the reason we were able to do that is so my now husband, crazy to say, but my husband um went to ask my parents permission in like a very sweet way. They were so excited in April and then proposed in August. I'm the only child. That meant that my mother had from April to August to research every wedding venue in Rhode Island without telling me. She she did a great job. Everyone was shocked. She did a great job of keeping the secret, but she had done a lot of research and you know, I had looked at rings. I knew I was getting engaged at some point. So we had sort of talked about like, what are things you like? What don't you like? And Ocean Cliff really just like ticked a lot of boxes. And so my in-laws flew in for our engagement to celebrate with us. Uh, He's from Minnesota. So they live a little bit of a plane right away. 
and <laughs> they were there. And so we were like, well, let's let's look at a venue before you guys leave. So we'll go Monday morning. We got engaged Saturday night. We'll go Monday morning and just wow. like look at this venue so we could all be part of the that's, process. That's fast. It was fast. And it wasn't <laughs> – it was really fast. And I was almost like at some points I was like embarrassed to tell people that because it felt sort of like – all right, we have to get married right away. But it was more this feeling of I just wanted everyone to be able to be there. We were all in Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. We don't live in Rhode Island. My in-laws don't live in Rhode Island. We knew that's where my family is, and and I love the beach and the ocean. And so it was always sort of going to be Rhode Island. And so we went to this venue, and we walked in, and it was – I have to say, if you're a bride, trust your gut because we walked in, and immediately – I think we, we looked at two other venues that day just – in Newport, there's so many venues. And we mm-hmm. walked into Ocean Cliff and we were like, this is it. This is where this feels Good. like us. Yeah. And they were like, great. We have August 5th. We have the Wednesday before Thanksgiving and we have January. <laughs> I was like, okay. August 5th it is. <laughs> yeah. So that okay. was, you know, I think a lot of people are finding that now that venues are, they go fast, man. They do. On the Northeast for sure. Like there's limited amounts. Like when, if you're doing a wedding anywhere on the East Coast, you got to book your venue literally a year and a half sometimes, yeah. two years in advance. It was crazy. On the West Coast, eh, eh, oh, I just booked okay. a wedding. That's good to know. Two weeks out, you got a venue. You're good. Huh. All right. Well, that's great. It's a, it's a little <laughs> interesting, but the Northeast is wild um, demand. Yeah. When you go to your venue, though, or before you – did you know the venue name? Did you search it on Instagram? Did you search it socially sure. before you booked it? Did you – like, talk to me about that social interaction sure. on the venue front. So the social the social interaction comes into play a lot more after the mm, venue. But okay. Copy. Pre-venue, I had – again, I was – I don't want to say that I was superstitious, but I – I was not a bride who wanted to look at a lot of stuff before I got engaged because I wanted like good. I wanted to be engaged and have that moment and be excited about it. So I had definitely like looked at some pictures of places, something mm. that was really there was I had I really wanted a venue that at least some of us like the wedding party and, you know, myself could stay there overnight. Um, and there's not a lot of venues in Rhode Island that check that box. So I had come to Ocean Cliff because of that. So I didn't spend that much time looking at it on social media before we got there, which was kind of nice because it was really like I had a a rough idea. I knew it was like on the ocean. I knew that there was lodging, but I, I will say it was nice to be able to walk in and just like feel it in my gut instead of knowing, knowing beforehand like what I would be expecting. Yeah, I think I always suggest, well, I mean, I always suggest having a planner, but ultimately if you don't right. have a planner, <laughs> if or if you do have a planner, let your planner be the one that knows all the things and maybe yeah. does all the digging and the researching and the mm-hmm. like lifting up every single rock. But go, totally. I, I love going in blank and fresh and really being able to feel it because it's not always about the visual. Mm-hmm. I have to go on a site visit because it's like you said, you walked in and you knew instantly it was it. Every single vendor, you got to have a call. You got to have a feel. You got to yeah. have a vibe. You cannot make the call just on what they're putting out on social, like at all. Totally. <laughs> totally. And especially too with like a venue, because we've been to, I mean, I'm at that stage in my life where I've been to a lot of weddings in the past couple of years. Yeah. And 
it's not just about what the place looks like. What's the floor plan? What's the flow? Mm-hmm. How are the people that work there? Like your waiters, your and you don't get that from a beautifully curated Instagram page. You get that from yep. being there in person. So that yeah. I think I was happy to be a little social agnostic for the for the venue. Ah, social agnostic. I'm definitely going to use that. <laughs> I, I'm I am a social agnostic. I will. I 100. percent so I love it's like that. I never want to use that as my baseline of like, totally. this seems like a good spot. It's like, no, I want to call the person, like you said, walked in and loved it. So your next step now, you've got a venue. Mm-hmm. Now you start doing a little digging a yeah. little bit. Then what happens next in your journey as far yeah. as planning goes? So I think something that we did early on, and this isn't specific to social, but it's just like, the tip I'm giving all of my friends who have just gotten engaged, we decided (laughs) early on what mattered to us and what we were going to really care about. Mm -hmm. And, and that I think I never, like, I I feel like I'm going to ruffle a lot of, like, I never got stressed in this process. It was like a little bit with like some guestless stuff where you're like trying to figure out how many people and all of that. But like, I just enjoyed the process. And I think it was because I decided, okay, these are the three things that matter the most to me. And I'm going to focus all my attention on that. Yeah. And then the other things, like I don't care about table numbers. The venue has them. Great. We're going to use those. Like yeah. I, who cares? You know, cause it didn't matter to me, but when it came to vendors, it was very clear. We, and we were also, we did a good job of sticking to our budget. Um, that's okay. my husband. He is like a spreadsheet insane. <laughs> per, like I, I like don't know how to work Excel. So thank God for him. But, um, <laughs> We decided early on, like, okay, we DJ, photographer, those are the two absolutely most important things to us. We can go over budget on them. And if we do that, we can just say, like, okay, videography, maybe that's not something we care as much about. We can we can find yeah. someone who's a little bit of a cheaper rate. So we sort of made those decisions pretty early yeah. on. Intentionality. Yeah. Um, and usually I'm asking everyone when they come on the show, it's like, what's the intention behind this wedding? Yeah. Why are you doing this? What's your yeah. true north? Oh, I love that question. That will like that'll lead all your answers. And that we find so much stress in the planning process because we don't know what we're doing. And mm. we're allowing social media to influence so many of our decisions and friends and outside voices. If you have your true north and if you have your intention, the decisions will be easy. I love that. That's so smart. And I th- and I think you nailed it. You're like, I, we picked the three things that were yeah. like, these are it. Uh, everything else would be like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, For us, it was it was so important that the wedding be fun. That was like, yes. the mo- we wanted to have a good time. We wanted it to be elegant. We wanted it to be pretty. Um, and we kind of separated it in that like our ceremony was a little bit more like traditional classic. It, it wasn't. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we did a, a custom like, you know, non-religious ceremony. So it wasn't like traditional, I guess, but it was mm-hmm. a little bit more of like the beautiful, elegant wedding moment. And then the minute they said, I now pronounce you man and wife, we were like, it's a party. So <laughs> fun was the most important. <laughs> and we wanted to feel personal. That was the other thing. Yeah. We wanted to find anything that we were going to make a choice on, whether it was table numbers or whatever that might mm. be. We weren't just, we didn't want to just do things because we were like, oh, it's pretty. If we were making a choice to do something, we wanted it to feel unmistakably 100%. Shannon and Pat. And that exactly. that was our true north. And I, I yeah. do think even though we didn't know that's what we were doing, um, it helped a lot. Yeah. Like you want people to walk into the wedding and say, this is so them. 
Exactly. So them, like that's exactly. like nailing that. So as a content creator, did you share a lot throughout your process? Did you find there was a lot of oversharing or what was your experience with the sharing portion of on your end? Yeah. Well, so I I am in the process now of starting to share more of it. In the process mm. of planning, I I kept my cards a little close to my chest. I didn't for a couple of reasons. One, just like some a little privacy in the moment. You know, that's a when you're a content creator, you have to sort of draw your your lines, right? About like, yeah. okay, what do I share? What do I not share? I'm not necessarily a lifestyle creator. I do a little bit of lifestyle, but as a comedian, I think I I'm able to have a little bit of a stronger boundary because I'm usually putting mm. out like scripted character stuff, which is helpful for me. But at the beginning, I talked about it a little bit more in like the abstract where I'd be like, this is the phase I'm at in planning. Um, you know, I, I also didn't want people to influence my decisions. Not that like, mm. not that a stranger necessarily would, but if like a lot of people have an opinion sometimes. on something, yeah, yeah that, that can get to you. Um, but now that it's happened and I'm just happy about it, I'm really excited to start sharing content from it, which is, it's a little bit of a new, like I said, I'm not a lifestyle creator. So one of the first things that I shared a like true lifestyle moment was actually my bridal shower. My mom threw me a marvelous Mrs. Maisel themed bridal shower. (gasps) Love that. It was incredible. It was incredible. She nailed it. (laughs) Love and mom. so I like made a video about it. Rachel Brosnahan even commented on it, which was very exciting ah! for me, Midge herself. <laughs> and that was really fun. And then the same thing, I had my bachelorette in Miami and I posted a little bit from the bachelorette, um, you know, a, a little, I did a little brand work with it as well. So that was like a cool opportunity. And then afterwards I posted about that. So it was, the wedding has really sort of been my intro into like, all right, this is something mm. that feels really cool in my life that I want to share about myself on social media instead of just always putting out yeah. comedy. And I think that w- that's a great way to for you to stay present as well. Mm-hmm. Like you're actually living the experience of planning it, being in it, and not like every Absolutely. single dress fitting, every single cake tasting, I'm going to share this. It's like it really allows you to absorb yourself yeah. in the experience. And then hindsight, you're like, wow, I really want to highlight these moments that were really special to us. Yeah. And I, I loved that process. I I loved, I I guess like I got ready in a specific area of the hotel mm-hmm. and I at like 10 o'clock in the morning put my phone somewhere else. And oh. then I literally didn't get it until 2 p.m. the next day. I love Great. you. I love you. <laughs> If I could turn off cell signals, like on wedding yeah. day, I would. And everyone tends yeah. to be on walkie-talkies. If you're a vendor, you know what's happening. Exactly. If you don't, be great. you don't. Be, just drink everything. Eat everything. Yeah. Be pre- be here with us. Be present. But throughout the planning process, were there, were there Instagram accounts? Were there TikToks that yes. you followed and you loved and gave you lots of insight? The best thing that I did, I think, was that once we locked in our venue – I, then I started stalking their social media page. But what I would do, one thing that I love about the wedding industry is how much everybody lifts everybody else up in terms of vendors. And just like there's constant, yes, like the photographer posts a photo and then tags every vendor that touched the event. And there's yep. so much of that, which I really love. And so I went to my venues tagged photos. And mm. any wedding that I thought looked fun, pretty, my color scheme, 
anything like that, I would click on the pictures and then click on all those vendors. So that's how I was finding vendors that I knew served my area, had worked at my venue before. Um, and then I was on their Instagram, but I, I really spent a lot of time looking at the f- tagged photos. So mm-hmm. the ones that like other people were putting up of it, whether that is professional photographers or not, to get an idea of how it felt beyond just what the, the brand themselves was putting out there. I think that's just a beautiful way to research. It was so expedient. It really is kind of foolproof. (laughs) Yeah. It's really great. Yeah. It was definitely how I found my photographer. I'm going to shout out all my vendors because I love them. But Laura Classic Photography, I looked at all the pictures of Ocean Cliff and I was like, these are outstanding. And that's how I found her. And then, you know, that's how I found my floor. Like I found a Mm -hmm. lot of vendors through doing that. As a destination planner, I haven't worked at the same venue twice in oh, wow. over 10 years of business. So using Instagram, I only use it for research purposes. Yeah. And I go to other wedding planners or I go specifically to the venue or I'll search like Condé Nast and the Anguilla or whatever it is. And then I'll deep dive into like mm-hmm. weddings that I think were absolutely spectacular. And it's a great mm-hmm. way to find vendors that have worked there that are local. You don't have to ship anyone mm-hmm. in and they yeah. get it. And you already see their vibe. You already see a portfolio of their work. It's totally Instagram, TikTok. They're great social media outlets to find vendors. But what do, what would you say a con was to using social throughout the planning of your wedding? So I got sucked into a lot of – so I use Instagram and TikTok pretty differently, even though as a content yeah. creator, I kind of put out the same stuff. But as a, as a consumer of the content, I use them very differently. And so Instagram was that like true research. Like I was going in with a plan. I followed other like Rhode Island wedding planner accounts mm. just to see – you know, what are their like local things that they're recommending or whatever. Um, So that to me was very like um, considered research. TikTok, that algorithm is nuts. It gives you everything. And so I found myself on Bride TikTok. And what I got a lot of was people who were like, I was a 2023 bride and here are five things I regret about my wedding or here are six things I would have done differently. Yeah. It's, it's very negative to be honest. Um, Interesting. And I would watch all of these and sometimes they would, you know, every once in a while you'd get a really good tip, like make sure you have band-aids in the bridal suite. And like, I wouldn't have thought of that. Brilliant. Tied to go, whatever. (laughs) But then you also start to get these people sort of saying all these like negative things about their experience. Mm. And then I was like, oh, well, should I feel that? Like sometimes I felt like that would infiltrate my brain and and put negative thoughts in my head that didn't need to be there, if that makes any sense. It does because a lot of my brides are coming saying, hey, I saw this thing on TikTok or hey, I saw this thing on Mm -hmm. someone else's account. And they're coming from a place of anxiety and panic and stress and overwhelm. And I was like, Sis, that was their problem. You're now subconsciously telling yourself a story that it will be your problem. And you're trying to prepare yourself to not fall into the same hole. And it's like, I'm very much a manifesting person. It's like, if you have the mindset that your vendors will treat you well and that you've booked the right people and you're working with the right creative partners, you will then have that experience. But if you come from like the the place of like, they're going to cheat me. No one's going to, this is going to fall down. It's like, That's what causes stress throughout the planning process if you're always looking at the worst case scenario as opposed to the best viable outcome. 100%. So I'm like, ooh, 
stay off that TikTok if she's going to give yeah. you some drama. You got to yeah, know. That's, that's the thing. There's so <laughs> much drama on TikTok. And that's exactly right. It's And there's also the one other thing, and I, I don't think I super fell into this just because, like I said earlier on, we wanted to do things that felt very personal. And I wanted to do, I was like, I kind of want to do things that I've only seen at one or two weddings before. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff you do at weddings that, you know, everybody does a first dance. Like, you, like there were yeah. things that I was going to do that everybody did. But for those, like, meaningful touches, I wanted to do, like, I remember the first time I saw someone do those, uh, like, personalized cocktail napkins with, like, the facts about the bride and groom. And I was like, this is amazing. And then suddenly I That's was like, cute. okay, I've seen this, like, 97 times. If I do it, it's not, like, an original thing anymore. But what I noticed is there's so many wedding planners on TikTok who are like, here are three trends that are going out of style. And some of them are things you're doing. And then yeah. you're like, oh, am I? And then you're like, wait, hold on. I can't I can't plan my wedding according to the trends. I have to, like, I had matching bridesmaids dresses in two different colors, which I was very excited about, but they all wore the same silhouette. And everyone's like, that's going away. No one's going to do that anymore. It's going to be dated. And I remember being like, did I make a huge mistake? And then I was like, no, this is what I wanted. If it's out of date in 10 years, so will so everything else about my wedding be like, out of date. It's like so, I was like, so will literally everything else. Exactly. And, and you're not planning a wedding to be on trend 10 years from now. You're exactly. planning a wedding to tell your love story. Point 100%. Period. I That's love it. that. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you want the cheesy cocktail napkins, get them. Exactly. I have a client right now who's like, I want a sweetheart table. And I'm very much like, can we like not? I have my own opinions. If this girl right. has been thinking about a sweetheart table all the days of her life and she wants that, I'm going to make it freaking happen. It's going to be the best sweetheart table I can ever do. So exactly. it's like, put your chest into it. Give it your exactly. all. Do exactly what you want to do. And I think we're letting a lot of social dictate. And I even just knowing like as a wedding professional, a lot of times the imagery we're putting out is all staged work yeah. anyway. Yeah, there's there's no real human that's getting married at this tablescape that I just right. designed, but it's absolutely spectacular. But it's beautiful. It? It's beautiful, <laughs> and but it it probably won't be on trend in two years. I'm doing it now for content, and it's like really exactly. being mindful of what are you ingesting as far as information. Are you using social to research, or are you using it to just fill your head with concepts and ideas? Yeah, and it, yeah, which isn't it terrible to fill it with ideas, but make no. sure they're authentic to you. That's exact. That was the biggest thing for me is like there were things that I loved that I thought were beautiful. I actually I think I got more of my inspiration from weddings that I went to versus mm -hmm. social media. That was to me like huge to go to wedding even before we were engaged. I was like at weddings being like, I'm going to steal that. I'm definitely not going to do that. Um, and sort of like pick, picking and choosing my favorite elements. But there were definitely things that I was like, I loved this choice that they made at this wedding for mm -hmm. them. It would be really weird if I did. It would feel really inauthentic <laughs> if I did that. Um, Agreed. So that was, yeah, just trying to definitely looking at inspiration, definitely on Pinterest as we all are. And I know TikTok's love. like the new Pinterest, but you got to love Pinterest too. Yeah. But then trying to synthesize and be like, okay, what's the Shannon version of this? <laughs> exactly. exactly. Just I, I'm not married yet. I'm not even dating. And the thought of planning my own wedding is already like – maybe I should make a Pinterest board. And I was like, nah, <laughs> it's like, I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole. There's so many ideas and concepts. There's no way I, I would even know where to start on Pinterest. But yeah, it's designing for my clients is so easy. I can, I'm like, I look at them, we have a conversation. I was like, oh, 
exactly so what we're going to cool. do. <laughs> it's like so cool. I can only imagine having to plan it yourself. Now I want to just tiptoe into some listener questions. Great. Because I think understanding your experience and mm-hmm. what you what you have, you, you're married, you had the social, you know what worked, what didn't work. Yeah. I'd love for us to give some, some insight to our listeners. And we put sure. a feeler out. Basically, we reached out to them, to followers on Instagram, to see some of their social media-related questions. And so we're going to answer a few, and we're going to give our own little opinion on them. Love it. First question is, how do you get ideas without becoming overwhelmed and things you have to know videos, quotations on the things you have to know? And I think we touched on this a little bit, but talk to Mm -hmm. me. What were your thoughts there? I think it is, it's so easy to get overwhelmed. And I think I said at the beginning, we decided early on, you know, like smaller details, like table numbers weren't going to matter to us. And then you see all these table numbers and, so, and you're like, should I, should I do this? And so for me, I think the way that you phrased it with that, like North star, I think is really so smart. And I think if you see an idea and you really love it and it feels like something that is true to you, not true to a trend, not true to, it's just like a very pretty color. Like, does it mm. feel like you and your partner? Then yeah. how can you do it in a way that feels like, like everything I did, I, I tried not to just copy and paste something I saw on TikTok. I tried to say like, I like this element of it and I like this element of that. Um, and knowing that you can combine ideas, I think helps with some of the overwhelmingness. And then the other thing that I really, really focus on, and I think this might come from being a performer where your whole job is thinking about what is the audience feeling? What does the audience think? Mm-hmm. I The wedding is for you, 100%. You need it to feel like you. You need to love it. You need to have the best time. But when you're thinking about some of these smaller details that are in the decor or the favors mm-hmm. or stuff like this, I tried to really put myself in. I've been a guest at a lot of weddings. What things have actually stood out to me? What have I noticed? What felt special? And what are things that just like, oh, that's nice. And then I moved on. Um, And so when I was making decisions, I really tried to think about and like looking at all of the many things that you see on social media. I was like, is this something that guests will feel something when they see it? Yeah. Yeah. And then in terms of the, the, what you should know videos they're, I mean, for, they're so tempting. I mean, like, they're impossible <laughs> not to watch. They really are because you're like, I want to know. I just – I think kind of like we touched on earlier, you have to take it with a grain of salt and know that everybody's wedding is so different because of their own insecurities and anxieties, their own family dynamics, their own, mm-hmm. you know, unique challenges of their venue. Like, you're not going to have the same experience as anyone else. So I think if you can just, if you hear something in those videos that you're like, oh, that actually is a good takeaway, like put band-aids in your bridal suite, then write that down. But if something doesn't resonate with you, don't feel like you have to do it or you have to think about it just because somebody on TikTok who isn't, who their only qualification is they got married once, says it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I 100% agree. Like there's, you can easily go down a rabbit hole and just feel like, there's so much to do and that you need to fix everything. I mean, this is how I feel when I read a self-help book. I'm like, oh, sometimes I have to just put the book down. I was like, you know what? 
there's too much to even help myself right now with all the tips that you just gave me. So <laughs> I feel that way. I could totally. easily see that feel that way um, with planning a wedding. But I think what happens is also, like you're saying, you're hit with so many ideas and also you're going to so many weddings and you're seeing so much content daily. It's really organizing it, putting it someplace and maybe spending a day to go through and say, is this something that really resonates with me or is this something I just saw off the cuff and just liked it? So kind of yeah. maybe collect everything and then spend a day a week or a day every two weeks and filter. So that way you're filtering ideas and concepts. But I tell a lot of my clients, because sometimes, you know, we're st- planning a wedding 12 months in advance. The design mm-hmm. ideas that you have at the 12-month mark and the design concepts and ideas you get as you get closer to, so much is going to happen and so much is going to change. So mm-hmm. don't hinder yourself for not falling in love with things. Collect every image that brings you joy on your Pinterest. Create your little save folder on your Instagram or whatever it may be. And once you set a time for when you will be finalizing the design and make that like, this is the date and the deadline of when it must be done. I love that. And generally, I would say start designing it about six months out. Um, but collect your ideas between 12 months and six months. And then you can take it from there. And unless the person is really like a great friend, an advocate for you or another wedding planner, I would say take those um, how-to videos, again, like you said, with a grain of salt. Agreed. All right. Next question is, are wedding hashtags still relevant? Hmm. Uh, I didn't do one. I think it doesn't. I think like the question of relevant. It's up to you. Like who cares? It's up to you. Exactly. (laughs) I, I think they serve a functional purpose in aggregating photos. But I also think that like what I did and my friend recommended this to me who got married last year, I made a shared album and just invited my guests. And then they could like dump their like 47 pictures that they took through the weekend that they're not going to post on social anyway. So there's like a lot of moments, especially like videos of the dancing that, you know, we didn't, again, neither of us had our phones. So now we have, we have documentation of it. So to me, that was like a really cool alternative to a wedding hashtag. It's private, you know, it's just for you and your guests. So it's not like everybody's editing and putting out all like these like perfect photos, you're getting sort of like the funny moments too. Yeah. Um, but if you like, first of all, if you have a great, I-, I love words and puns. And so like, if you have a great one, just do it. Why not? And if, who cares if it's relevant? Do what you want to do. Agreed. I, you said all <laughs> the things. It's If it's relevant to you, it's relevant. It's all that matters. How do I stay in the moment, but still have fun photos, videos for social? And I think you just answered that question because you put your phone away and I love you for yeah. that. <laughs> I did not. And that that was something that I maybe would have thought of on my own, but I did see that on social media from mm. um, particularly from, I don't know if you know, Victoria Garrick Brown. She's like a huge influencer. And she talked about doing that at her wedding. And she also talked about not having her phone at the end of the night so that when she and her husband went upstairs and we did the same thing. And then we just talked about the wedding for an hour. We were ah. like, what was your favorite part? What was like your day like getting ready? Like, and it was really special. Um, but also make sure that your friends, like your hype women, make sure that they know I don't have my phone. Take as much content as you can. We also yeah. had some disposable cameras. You're going to get a lot of good stuff from your your videographer and your photographer. Trust. It, it's more important, I think, to enjoy the moment than to have a good photo of the moment. 
Yeah, because you've hired some really great professionals to do that. And absolutely, the best way you can stay in it is if you're actually in it. And yeah. the further your phone is away from you, the better. Because you totally. have actual humans taking really great pictures. That'll be sent professionally and you'll actually save yeah. them. The ones on your phone will get lost in the grid and you'll have to keep scrolling 100%. back and forth. So anyway, <laughs> I love this. Yes. <laughs> Put your phone away, folks. Last question is, how do you post a bunch of pictures from your wedding without being annoying? Oh, my God. And I need help. That, Tell me your answer. Uh, I was like, uh, if if you think it's annoying, then stop. <laughs> yeah. It's like, if, like my mom says, if you have to ask, you already know the answer. So if you're kind of like at a place like, I wonder if this is too much, you're probably there. Yeah. So (laughs) something that I like is like the there's like these new formats on TikTok mostly, but I think they're starting to infiltrate reels where it's like a 15 second video that just like cycles quickly through a bunch of photos. And I think that's like a fun way to like create an impression of the night Yeah, Um, and then pick your favorite ones to to actually like post the photos. I agree. Um they can live in story. You can have a little highlight situation. Yeah. But it's it's up to you. If you want to share a picture from your wedding every single day of the year, do do, do you, babe. You might lose do some you. followers, but do it. I, I was literally like it's really up to you and what your <laughs> social media goals are, but if yeah. you're if you're a regular person, you're like, you know what? There's no reason for me to lose followers or gain followers. I don't care about the algorithm. Choose your adventure, honey. Have so much fun. Live your life. And hashtag away. And maybe you will become a content creator from your wedding. Who knows? (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I mean, there are so many people that I'm like, I'm obsessed with their wedding. (laughs) One thing I will say is like, I found myself... And I'm like one day from my honeymoon. So I might become this annoying person who posts all these photos. Who knows? I'm the, world, the world may never know. <laughs> but I will say that part of the reason I wanted to post stuff is because, like you said, the stuff on your phone gets like lost in the grid of just your – you have so Life. many photos <laughs> in your phone. So something that I'm planning to do, who knows when I'll get around to it, but not like the actual from the photographer wedding photo album. I want to make a photo album – from like literally from engagement, mm. bachelorette party, just like the whole process of all my favorite photos. I love that. And just have that as something that like we can look at because I think that's part of – for me, that's part of the urge to post stuff on Instagram is so that it like gets to live off of just my photos app. Mm-hmm. So I think by maybe just like creating something – because I won't get bored of looking at my wedding photos. So other that people part. will. So <laughs> – I'll let you know if that works, but that's my thought. I like that idea. That's beautiful. I think you might be trendsetting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag. Hashtag. (laughs) So I want to play a game. Can we play a game? I love games. Good. We're going to play one. This week we're playing Date, Marry, or Ditch. My producer has listed out some wedding-related items or scenarios for us, and we'll decide whether we would date them, marry them, or ditch them. This is going to be fun. I like. I think you have great taste, Shannon. <laughs> for the altar, a flower arch, a balloon arch, or a fabric arch? Hmm. All right. Well, I'm hmm. definitely going to marry the flower arch. That's what I had. Okay. Classic. Good. Clean. Beautiful. I love a balloon, but I think I got to ditch it. It's Good. a little little children's birthday party for me. And terrible for the environment. Is also true. Very important. <laughs> and then I think 
fabric can be very beautiful. So I'm happy to date that. Our venue is outside and they, a lot of people do fabric, but I was like, I want to see the view, get that fabric away from here. That, so that part, I agree. But I would, I would date, I would date a fabric arch. Okay. I like dating that. I, I have the same, I have the same as you. <laughs> All right. The Cupid shuffle, the Macarena or the electric slide. Oh, well. Interesting. Easier for me, but talk to me. <laughs> Do you want to go first? <laughs> I mean, of course, should I go have for- to marry the electric slide for obvious reasons. Fair enough. Cupid shuffle, I'll date it. The older people still love it. Um, and yeah. the Macarena, I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of agree with that. Like, I, I low-key love the electric slide. But you can do it to so many songs. You don't even have to play the electric yeah, slide song. Exactly. It's, it's a good song too. Uh, yeah, I might do the same thing. The Macarena is like fun when you're like drunk at a bar at three Wait, in the morning. Like, you and you're like s- the Macarena. <laughs> I was like, you have to be yeah. so like a lot of tequila yeah. was had for the Macarena yeah. to be cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think you can like be in your wedding dress going like one maga two whatever. So that <laughs> I don't goodbye. Even <laughs> Very much. Oh God. All right. Food and cake tasting, dance okay. lessons, or oh. dress alterations. Oh, this is a tricky okay. one. This is a lot of information. I think you have to marry your dress alterations because I think your dress has to fit. Oh. Like, I, I really think if oh. you can't, like, well, this is also coming. I'm so short. I've never had anything in my life that doesn't have to be significantly hemmed. So, like, that's oh. a big deal for me is getting everything I'm going to, okay, I'm going to give an unpopular opinion, but this is because I, maybe it's not unpopular. I don't know. I love it. Let's go. Shoot. Okay, let's go. I am, (laughs) I'm kind of, I don't want to be mean. I don't want to disparage anyone, but I'm kind of anti the dance lesson. And, Ah. and I think it could be fun for like a little date night. It could be fun. I also, I'm going (laughs) to preface this that I was a dancer my whole life. So like I know how to dance. uh. Yeah. My my husband does not, but we practiced our butts off and it was so fun. We like did it in our living room. We like self-choreographed it. We like watched YouTube to like learn some basic steps. And I think we like really people were very like, wow, you did this great job. But it didn't it didn't feel like a choreographed routine, even though it was super Mm. choreographed because we needed to know what we were doing. But it was like our we did it ourselves. It was like our little creation. So that I would ditch. And then. Food and cake tastings are so fun, so you got to do them. I, I think I, I think I'm gonna have to marry a couple people because that's like yeah, I just move to a place where that's elite, like where that's legal. Because <laughs> some polygamy. Yeah, I was like, mm, I don't know, man. I definitely would ditch the dance lessons as well. I also think give yourself more credit. Like you can just stand there and just kind of wade side and side. Like exactly. I don't think and maybe that's because I'm privileged enough to know how to dance. And I'm like, how is that hard? But <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. But I would definitely ditch that. And I agree. I've seen people take take them on YouTube. And I was like, that's kind of dope. Yeah, it's fun. You learn like three basic steps. That I, TikTok helped me a lot too. So there's the social media. We learned like how to you do a dance dip. on TikTok. That's yeah. amazing. All right. You're right. I could date them food and cake. Oh, that would be so hard to not. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, dress alterations. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're lucky enough that like your sample size or like you're the right height that things fit you. (laughs) I just like like, Barbie. (laughs) Yeah, seriously, seriously. 
All right. That's it for this week's episode of Betch's Brides. Where can people find you on social? Great. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. I'm at Shannon Fiedler13. And you can also see where I'm touring around the country and come see me live if you want. I do. I'm going to come. And you guys can follow the show at Betches Brides on Instagram. You can follow me at Fallon Carter Events. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. We'll have new episodes every single Monday, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Until death do us part. Betches.